Hello, welcome to the Bursting the Bubble podcast. My name is Pramit, joined as always by Andy, Ishes, and Rohit. Today we are finishing off the AFC with the probably the most boring division in football with the AFC South. Put some uh, respect on the uh, AFC Championship attending. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Titans. So they're always in the AFC Championship. We're we're very close to seeing a AFC South, South Championship only game. Championship yeah. game. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. When you you think about the teams, we have the uh, we have the Jaguars, the Colts, the Titans, and the Texans. Uh, these are these are teams that play on Thursday night, or they play in like Sunday at London. 1 PM. They also play in London. In London. <laughs> yeah, great representatives for overseas. Um, there, there, there's still stuff to talk about, though. They are football teams. <laughs> they are football teams. Man, we, yeah, we disrespected them too hard right now. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, they yeah, do have some good players. They, yeah. No, they do. They, they, it's interesting games. Interesting games. Uh, we'll start with the worst team uh, last year. Uh, let's talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars. They were 6-10 and 10 last year. Um, and I feel like they were still a fun team to watch, mainly because their quarterback was Gardner Minshew. Not only does he have the most interesting name in the NFL, he probably has the best mustache in the NFL, and he was making some pretty impressive throws. Uh, he he made the the games a lot more interesting and close than what people thought. Um, the Jaguars had Nick Foles, and he was supposed to be their guy, but he got hurt, and uh, Gardner week came one, in. Yeah. yeah, week one, Nick Foles got hurt, and Gardner came in, and he kind of impressed pretty much everybody yep, yep um, definitely yeah so the the team the offense uh centered around gardner for now uh they have i'd say solid wide receiver or receiving core in uh dj chark he's another it was second year guy i think third year guy Ooh. now is it third yeah going to his third year um he had a huge year last year uh he is uh definitely taking a huge step up that we see from rookie wide receivers to their second year um, he had one of the biggest steps steps up. He uh, is also joined by who else? They got Alan Hurts. Didi. They got Didi Westbrook. Didi Westbrook. Um, Keelan Cole. Actually, they don't have Alan Hearns anymore. Sorry, uh, but they have Keelan Cole. Uh, they lost Marquise Lee, who was a wide receiver. He went to the Patriots. Um, so they they have a. You can definitely do worse in terms of a receiving core for um, for Gardner Minshew. Uh, I think one pretty notable signing that they made this year was picking up Chris Thompson. So last year, uh, their running back was Leonard Fournette, and he's known as more of a bruiser. We talked about him in our running back kind of breakdown. Uh, he's a guy who can he's mainly known for just running through people. Uh, he's definitely a talented running back, but he's uh, he, he really showed that he could kind of uh, work well in the passing game as well. Uh, work as a dual threat pass catching running back uh but chris thompson is known as like only a receiving back uh his specialty is with these dump offs kind of short passes uh intermediate safe throws for the quarterback so i think having a dedicated uh receiving back for gardner Minshew could be helpful um i think it'll help alleviate any kind of like overload that leonard fournette was having last year and uh, I think it'll help Minshew uh, so that he's not like kind of hyper focused on his receiving threats with DJ Shark and and the other receivers. Um, I think how's their draft? Yeah, 
Yeah, their draft. Well, we just I was just saying they have some very cool names that they've drafted. They picked up Clavon Chason uh, from LSU. He was highly touted first round pick. Um, their first pick was CJ Henderson, who was a cornerback. Um, he was picked nine overall. Uh, they also picked up another wide receiver in LaVisca Chenault Jr., another great name. Uh, he's was also pretty highly touted. Um, I think he was he wasn't like with the upper echelon, but I think he was definitely um, known That's as second a, crop. Yeah. yeah, second tier. Uh, and they, I, it looks like they focus mainly on their defense uh, on the on the draft. They got uh, they got two uh, three two cornerbacks, a safety. Uh, they got a couple of linebackers, a defensive tackle. Uh, it's it looks like the the defense for them is um, a big point for uh, a focus. And uh, I guess that would make sense because they traded away Jalen Ramsey. Uh, to the Rams and, and Calais Campbell. They got yeah. Too. They lost Calais Campbell, who was a huge, huge piece in that defense. And they, they lost him for peanuts, peanuts, bro. Like they gave him away for <laughs> essentially peanuts. Yeah, they gave him they gave him Calais yeah. Campbell for a fifth round pick. Are yeah. you kidding? They traded AJ Boye for. A yeah, they lost AJ Boye. It was well. almost the worst trade made by an ASU South team. <laughs> almost, almost. We'll get there soon. We'll get yeah. to the real worst one. Uh, but yeah, they, they lost their, their cornerstones on defense. Jalen Ramsey and Calais Campbell and AJ boy are literally the three names that I know from that defense yeah. and that people would know. And now they're all gone. So it's definitely going to be tough for them. Um, I think they definitely made it a point to try and re-sign as many guys or, uh, after they traded away, re-sign as many guys as they could. Um, looks like they, uh, brought back Yannick in Ngakwe, yeah, Yannick Ngakwe, yeah. yeah, he's yeah. a he's a bona fide defensive end. So is he still holding out? I, I don't think so. I, I don't think he has. I don't think he's playing with the Jaguars like ever. Like, yeah, yeah. I think he, I think he's actually trying to get traded. He's actively. trying to he's trying to dip. Yeah, he said yeah. he's not coming. Oh, <laughs> oh, that would make sense. Future is also... not looking bright for this defense. I genuinely think this is going to be one of the worst defenses in the league next year. Um, yeah, I agree. And the offense is is nothing spectacular. I don't I don't see how the offense can carry a, a defense that this that's this bad, especially when the the offense is led by Gardner Minshew and Leonard Fournette and uh, DJ Chark. Um, they, they drafted Tyler Eifert. I'm sorry, they they, they signed trip. Tyler Eifert. Maybe uh, he can finally put it together. Yeah, maybe he can be healthy. Um, that would be huge if he could put it together. That would be very helpful. I remember there was like it was like 2014 or like 2013. 15, he had a 12, yeah. yeah, he had a 12-touchdown campaign. If he can yeah. even get close to that, that would be big. Yeah, that would be nice. I just think it's so funny that teams around the league just keep taking bets on Nick Foles, thinking like, yeah, you know what? This is the guy that's going yeah. to be my franchise quarterback. And everyone knows it's the wrong decision. They gave him $84 million to come and get ousted by Gardner Minshew. And then guess what? The Bears are making that exact same decision and taking him on and hoping that he can lead their de- team. Well, like, to be fair, that he might be better than than what they currently have. So yeah, and they restructured his contract as well. So I think, but like he's, he's not, not the answer. You're not. He's not the answer. Yeah, yeah, I just don't understand how a team can spend so much. Like, how can they be that confident to spend eighty four yeah. million or whatever? Eighty eight million. Eighty. Like, oh, I apologize. I'm also, I'm also, I'm also really worried about Ryan Tannehill as well. I mean. But Ryan Tannehill at least had like success over prolonged no, like, success. I feel like you, know? you have to wait a while before you can just decide, and especially if Nick Foles never even played on their roster. Like, 
that's a lot of money to throw at someone that might play good, you know? Yeah. So riding off that uh, Eagle Super Bowl win high. And that seven yeah. touchdown performance against uh, the Oakland team back in the day. The Oakland team, formerly known as the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. Just got to get my Oakland disses in one per podcast. <laughs> one, per one per episode. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have much to say about the Jags. I don't think they'll be any good. Um, yeah. I, I think, okay. Uh, it'll be entertaining. Talk, yeah, I, I, that's the thing. I think uh, Gardner Minshew at least makes for entertaining games. And um, him and DJ Shark showed like real flashes last year, and he, he had a really good season. So I think uh, DJ Shark is only going to get better. I think Minshew can definitely improve. Um, I think the offense will be at least fun to watch, which is more than you can say for some of the other teams that we talked about, like the Jets. Um <laughs> I think I think it'll be fun to watch these games. I just don't think the team will be good at all. Uh, I would predict five wins, maybe four or five wins. I, I don't see anything more than that. And exactly one London game. Oh, what is going to happen to London games with Corona? They're not going to happen, obviously. What? No! Yeah. Jags always <laughs> play in London. Yeah. Okay. That's like their home game. Um, That's their home game. game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I just want to say, I mean, if I were a Jags fan, I would just be really disappointed in what this team has become, considering a couple of years ago they had the best defense in the league with Jalen Ramsey, yeah. one of the best cornerbacks, and Calais Campbell, and one of the best defensive ends. And they had that... They went to the playoffs with Blake They Boyd. had that window of opportunity, and they and the management just blew it. Like right they, chose, Blake they chose... They, they made the back-to-back decisions of signing Blake Bortles to 20-plus million, and then... Nick Foles for like I think twenty plus million. Yeah, again. and they just blew that window of Super Bowl opportunity, and along with the fact that they just couldn't keep their players happy in being Jalen Ramsey and Yannick Ngakwe now, and these guys just leave, and now they're right back to like the bottom of what they used to be back in the day, and now yeah. they have to start all over again. So, yeah, they blew their window completely, and it's a shame. It's a shame. Hey, but at least I got some nice uniforms. I do like their uniforms as well. That's like a saving grace. I feel like a lot of bad teams have cool uniforms. So. The Dolphins and, yeah. the, and the Jags. <laughs> the Jags. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's an ugly, ugly team, I think, this year. <laughs> ugly season. Not not jersey-wise, but product-wise. Yeah, yeah. product-wise. <laughs> Who's their coach? And definitely not QB-wise. Yeah. Oh, yeah, QB-wise, they got the most swagger in the league. Um yeah, so is they're still Doug Marone. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah, I mean they have Jay Gruden, offensive coordinator now. Oh, okay. Um, but again, like that doesn't bring much promise. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. That did not yeah. move the needle at all. Yeah, it doesn't prediction. move. Nothing they do has moved the needle. That's the problem. Yeah. Like, if anything, they're just going down. It doesn't feel like anything they've done has really elevated them to any level. Yeah. Um, I mean, and we'll I don't see. think like anyone's gonna. They're not gonna get any free agent signings to come there. Like, I highly doubt anyone's gonna want to play for them at this point. Yeah, and they're just gonna yeah. get stuck in like trying to rebuild from the draft. But hopefully, their draft picks can materialize. Yeah, I mean they they had two first rounders. They had a high second rounder, so it's definitely like yeah. And they should have two more next year with the Jalen Ramsey trade as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's true. Yep. Yeah. Hopefully. Hey, we'll see. We'll see. I, they're definitely in rebuild mode. I think. Um, Dude, this is like the most complete rebuild of all. <laughs> yeah. Complete reload. Complete the they're always defense. they're always in rebuild mode, bro. Except for no, that but one like, year. dude, this was yeah. this, they had a solid defense and they just completely got rid of had, all yeah. their defensive players. Yeah. Yeah. They no just didn't listen there. to their players. It's hard. It's hard to 
retain consistent defensive success year over year when you're the number one defense in the league. Uh, that's which is why I think it's so impressive that the Steelers and the Patriots have been able to keep their you know their uh, defenses yeah. intact. Whereas like teams like the Bears, you saw they they had that one year, then they fell off. Hopefully, it doesn't happen to the Niners, but I could totally see it happening. Maybe uh, outside of the top ten, and uh, again with the Jags. So yeah, it's hard to mm-hmm. maintain that success, and it's even harder when your players aren't happy. And I think a big thing here is the offense um, has a part in keeping the defense like healthy and as well as not going on the field too many times. So like in terms of the Patriots and the Steelers, like their offense could still produce. So the defense was able to be rested. And in the case of the Jaguars, their offense just wasn't playing up to par. And once you start losing games, people get unhappy and fights break out and players are unhappy and then they want to leave. So that's basically how it goes. Yeah. So enough about the Jaguars. It's too yeah. depressing as usual. Let's move uh, one team up on the standings chart to the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I just want to commend this team for dealing with probably the worst retirement scandal or whatever you want to talk about at the Situation. beginning of last year. Yeah, they yeah. just got the worst hand. They were they were fixing to be fixing to be uh, uh, a serious contender in the AFC with Andrew Luck finally behind a good offensive line. He retires, I think, week three of the preseason, and this team comes out, I think, pretty solid. They they started off, I think, maybe six and two, five and two, or something like that. They beat the Chiefs, fully healthy Chiefs, or as as fully healthy as Patrick Mahomes was last year. But then mm-hmm. over the course of the year, you know, it kind of fell apart. Jacoby Brissett can only take you so far. Um, so they made a pretty uh, win now move in grabbing Philip Rivers from the Chargers stashing him behind their extremely rock-solid offensive line, uh, of whom they're returning five out of five starters, so you can pretty much count on them to be good again next year. And like we've said before, uh, having a really good offensive line is a great key to success, and I think Phillip Rivers can definitely play much better than he has on the Chargers when he's not running for his life. Um, maybe he'll be able to hand the ball off to an a underrated running back in Marlon Mack, one of my favorites. Uh, they drafted Jonathan Taylor in the second round. I think he's also going to be really good as a pass-catching back and maybe one day supplant Marlon Mack. I think uh, it'll happen this season. Maybe one day. Yeah. <laughs> it'll man, happen Marlon sooner Mack. than you want, Rohit. I'm a big Marlon Mack fan, but I also think uh, their wide receiver core is uh, pretty above average. T.Y. Hilton is consistently really good if he can stay healthy. Um, they have a speed threat in Paris Campbell. Uh, he's really fast. I think he ran 4-3 last year. And they got uh, Philip Rivers' YOLO target, uh, assuming the role of Mike Williams on the Chargers. We have Michael Pittman Jr. out of, I think... I think USC, USC. USC, yeah, yeah. He's huge. He's big. Uh, when Philip Rivers is chucking the ball down the sideline, he's the one who's going to go get it. So I think this is a pretty decently constructed offense. Um, they got Trey Burton as a tight end. You know him as the tight end who threw the Philly special touchdown. Um, but uh, I think it's a decent offense. They'll be fine. Defensively, uh, they traded a first-round pick for the 49ers' star defensive tackle, DeForest Buckner. I think it's a great move. They immediately signed him to a $21 million annual value contract for four years, I think. It's a lot of money. DeForest Buckner is a great player. Uh, He'll immediately solidify the front of that defense. Uh, they also have Darius Leonard, a very, very good middle linebacker playing behind him in a decent secondary with some highly drafted picks, as well as Xavier Rhodes, whom they got from the Vikings. Xavier Rhodes is 
at this point just he's, running on yeah. name value. But he was you know, struggling he, last he's year. He's still he's still a name. Uh, they got yeah. Malik Hooker highly drafted, Rocky Asin, second round CB last year. So I think they'll be good. Uh, they may contend for the playoffs, especially in a division like this where it's kind of will. up for grabs every year. Um, I have them being over 500, and if Phillip Rivers really takes a step, I can see them um, as a wild card team, especially with seven playoff teams in each conference. Uh, and yeah, that's what that's what I got. Yeah, I think the I think the Colts could. I think they have a shot at winning this division. Yeah, like, this division is wide open every year. Yeah, wide open every year. So I mean, it, yeah, we like we like kind of hate on the AFC South, but one thing is this division is wide open. Like pretty much every year, you have no idea who's going to win it. Um, I think the Colts could easily take it. Uh, yeah. It's they got a good I, coach and Frank Reich. Yeah, they have a really good coach. They have a like the the ability of this offensive line like should not be understated. It is so good, and I think Philip Rivers is finally having time to throw the ball. We'll actually be able to see what he can do with his noodle arm last year. Yeah, I mean, I, that's what I'm. I don't like judging how bad he was last year because his offensive line was doing him zero favors, and he's so old. Like, you got to help him a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, I think this offensive line is going to be huge for him. And Jonathan Taylor was the number one running back prospect of this draft. Uh, he had like a huge combine. He was super fast, super strong. Uh, he's. I think he's like. He majored in like aerospace engineering or something too, some some crazy like that. Uh, so I think he's going to be a really good uh, secondary back at the beginning of the year, and I think he will uh, end up playing starter roles uh, for the Colts. It'll be pretty pretty yeah, fun and, to watch. And and the trend we've kind of noticed in the past like couple of years is that rookie running backs tend to do tend to fare really well uh, since they have you know fresh legs. Um, and running back doesn't necessarily require the most experience or you don't need to have as much knowledge for uh, to be successful in the running back role. So, yeah, I definitely see him making an immediate yeah. impact. The, behind, only knowledge you need, the only knowledge you need is to follow Quentin Nelson whenever he's pulling and you'll this be fine. Is, yeah. This is facts, yep. Yeah. He was the uh, number one rated offensive lineman in the NFL Top 100 for a reason. Back-to-back uh, All-Pro uh, in his second year. So every year he's been in the league, he's been an All-Pro. Um, yeah. Uh, that's that's about as good as it gets at the guard position. Yep, he's he's just a walking pancake. Yes, walking pancake. They got a Moali Cox too. Dude. Yes, great and blocking. Xavier tight. Grimble, Jack Doyle, decent yeah. uh, decent in room as well. Yeah, yeah. I think that, I think it, dep- it all depends on Philip Rivers as usual with these teams. It comes back to the quarterback. He's picking up a new system. He's been in the Chargers his entire career, but uh, I think I think he can do it. I think he's got just enough juice left where. Uh, he what is he now? Out. Like 36, 38, 37? 38. 38, okay. There's just so yeah. many old quarterbacks, man, in yeah. the AFC. Yeah. yeah. So the plus thing for um, Philip Rivers is that Frank Wright used to uh, be his offensive coordinator back in San Diego, I think. So I think this is like a big reason for him coming to Indianapolis. Um, but in terms of this team altogether, I think they, I feel like this is similar to what the Chargers were when they were at their peak with Philip Rivers in that they can get you know, into the playoffs with a good record, but Philip could just never take them over the top. You know, they were twelve and four, so it was yeah, a really good record. Really, yeah, they will. They can get really good records, but I don't know if he never was able to take them over to the top. You know, get into like, yeah. I don't have them uh, winning if, the Super Bowl. <laughs> if, so I feel like this is a similar situation in that he they can get a good record, but they might not go far into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah I mean, you could say that for a lot of these teams. I think the the top tier of the AFC is pretty. It's like a two man race, maybe. 
don't know. You got any? You got anyone else? I pretty much got the the Chiefs and the Ravens. Yeah. No one else really has stepped up. We'll see. But uh, uh, there's there's always going to be surprises. Yeah, there's going to be surprises. I don't I, I don't see the I don't see the Colts as one of those surprises. If that makes sense. They're gonna they have too. They have too many proven, like t- known talents. Yeah. yeah, you know what Philip Rivers is going to yeah. do. You know what like, Ty Hilton's going to do. He's you know, gonna get injured for like do. four games of the season. <laughs> yeah. God damn it, Ty. Uh, such, a, such a great talent. Yeah. Unfortunate. Yeah, he's, he's really good. He just needs to stay healthy. All right, let's move on then to uh Yeah. Well, are we going to the to... Texans or the Titans? Titans. Well, uh, we're going Titans. to the Titans. They finished yeah, nine Titans and seven were... last year. But they were the they lasted longer. Yeah, they yeah, were the, the the sweethearts of last year's playoffs. Yeah, definitely the most interesting team, in my opinion, of last year, uh, especially towards that second half. Uh, they inserted one man named Brian Tannehill, and everything changed, man. Everything changed. Um, this is uh, this is certainly has been an interesting offseason for the Titans. They re-signed. Uh, uh, they sorry they extended Ryan Tannehill. I think it was four years, like 118 million. Yeah, um, and then they also extended Derrick Henry. Obviously, you need to do that. Four years, 50 million. Uh, there's like 20, 20, 30 million something guarantees. Some something crazy like that. And honestly, I feel like that contract is a little bit underpaid for how damn good of a running back. Yeah, Derrick Henry was last year. I feel like people. So like yeah, before you move on, I feel like people were still. We're hating on that contract because they're like, "Oh, it's a running back. You don't have to pay a running back so much." But but there's like, a few running gonna, backs where it is worth yeah. it. Yeah. If you're gonna pay a running back, like like he is the one. You have to pay him. He's yeah. so big. He can handle. He it. is. He is the running back. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I'll I'll go into Derrick Henry a little bit later, but uh, yeah, Ryan Tannehill definitely after getting inserted into that offense, uh, like week six or something, uh. That that was like, uh, the, it just transformed the offense. Like suddenly, um, the ball started to move. I think they averaged like thirteen or like two two times as many points as they had like with Marcus Mariota under center. Um, so I obviously don't expect for that production to con- to continue. Um, I I feel like that sort of insane production is like unsustainable. But I certainly expect him to uh do a lot better than what were previous previously like other analysts thought of uh, Ryan Tannehill. Um, so I, I expect him to still be successful, uh, not as successful as he was last year though. And then, yeah, so Derek Henry, um, uh, he's just going to keep chugging, man. Um, I, there's been no signs of like injuries. Uh, nothing is slowing him down. So uh, not much to say in this front. There, to I injure him, you got to tackle him and no one seemed to no want to do that. So. No one wants to tackle him in the yeah. first place. Yeah. He's just, he's just going to keep chugging. Not much to say here. Um, notable, uh, they, the Titans did draft uh, Darrington Evans. Very interesting name. Uh, he is very much opposite of Derrick Henry. Uh, not super built, but he does bring good speed, explosiveness. Um, so look for him more as uh, more as like a change of pace back. But Derrick Henry is still going to be the main show here. And if you want to game plan around the uh, Titans, the first thing you must game plan around is Derrick Henry. I think um, it's super interesting. Yeah, like just about Derrick Henry, like how he, as the season progresses, everybody gets tired except for Derrick Henry. And he just destroys teams towards the end of the season, like every true. year. Yeah, I, I think that's happened two years in a yeah, row. Yeah, it's happened two, twice now. Like 
everyone is tired by the time the season rolls uh, comes to an end, like playoffs are coming around. But Derrick Henry is just such a unit that yeah. like nobody is ever able to tackle him, especially like when you're in week sixteen. Mm, week so what you're saying is week six you should trade for him. Exactly. And if you're talking if fantasy you're here, like yeah. you gotta you gotta get him at the end of the season because that's yeah. when he's gonna go off. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, Again, he doesn't get tired doesn't or get tackled, tired. so. <laughs> pretty yeah, consistent there he's so, such a big guy he does not go down easily um, andy how do you feel about ryan Tenhill commanding 30 million dollars a year when it's pretty clear that this offense runs through derrick henry um i certainly think uh it, it's a little bit overpaid but i think that has been the general trend of quarterbacks in this league so uh maybe even following the general trend i it might actually be right considering like how other quarterbacks have been paid around him. Um, I, I do think like you saw a very significant improvement when Marcus, like when you replaced Marcus Mariota with him, uh, the entire offense just started to, to seem to like uh, suddenly grow inspiration and like, um, there could and, be a couple explanations to... for that in that, you know, people hadn't seen Ryan Tannehill play. Ryan Tannehill might have been... Right, but I like, mean, but it continues. over the course of over the course of 10 games, like, yeah. you, you, I feel like someone would have figured it out. And they even played the Patriots. Like, if the Patriots couldn't figure him out... I mean, their like, game plan, again, wasn't Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill threw, like, what, six or seven passes in that game? It was entirely uh, Derrick Henry. So it's not like the Patriots really, didn't figure it out. It was six or six or seven. Are you, are you um, sure it, you were thinking about was, Jimmy Garoppolo against the Packers? I mean, that was also true, but um, it was very low. I remember that. Yeah, from it, you might you might remember better. Uh, than yeah, it was. I remember the the two games the the Ravens game and the Pats. The one two playoffs games that they won. I think Tannehill had like less than two hundred yards in those okay. two games combined. Or so, so what yeah. you guys are saying is he's just a serviceable quarterback. Like enough yeah, to get when you get a serviceable quarterback, uh, it, it's an upgrade over Marcus Marietta, who was a below average quarterback. So when you yeah. when you have just any increase at all from what Marcus Marietta was, you can see that. But then now that there's an entire offseason of film on Ryan Tannehill and their play-action game, um, it's not like Ryan Tannehill has some like crazy tools that's going to withstand the test of time. He's not that talented. Um, he, he fits well, he, he can execute the play action game properly, but I just, I just think it's absurd that he's getting that much money. See, I think the smart thing to do would have been to wait another year to see how he develops or like how well he can play for a full season. But the problem is that quarterbacks get paid how much the stupidest person is willing to pay them. So in <laughs> yeah. this, like, so That's yeah, like the smart, the, if Ryan Tennell knows that he might not play that well in the future he's gonna try to get a deal done with anyone willing to give him a solid like guaranteed contract yeah so yeah. teams are scrambling of, right teams right and want a quarterback the titans were pretty much like pressured to sign him otherwise he in risk of they could just lose him and be back to Mariota. so it's kind yeah. of a bad system in terms of how much quarterbacks are getting paid nowadays but people are desperate and desperate people have to do desperate things so yeah, I mean, definitely quarterbacks are, um, are, I feel like, are paid very differently than the rest of the positions, um, mainly because you see them a lot. But uh, enough about the quarterback talk. Um, I want to talk about the rest of the offense. Uh, yeah, so last year, Adrian Brown certainly emerged as one of Tannehill's favorite targets. He averaged a ridiculous 20.2 yards per catch. And wow. I think nine, <laughs> yeah, nine yards after catch as well, which was the second highest in the league. Uh, he kind of emerged towards the la- towards the 
second half of the year as uh, that's a term you'll probably hear a lot uh, when I'm talking about the Titans, but um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, he emerged as a true number one option. Uh, I look for him to continue that uh, probably a little bit slower than what he had. I don't, I don't expect him to consistently get like 70 yard touchdowns every game, but uh, certainly. um, What team was that against? Uh, yeah, so anyway, Corey Davis. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this guy is going pretty high in fantasy drafts. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like a, a wide receiver. Yeah, he, he certainly has much fantasy. I mean, he's a clear cut, he's a clear cut wide receiver. This offense is so nice clear cut wide receiver one, clear cut running back one. You know, yeah. so um, unless Corey Davis, like you're about to say, is going to make yeah, that uh, Corey Davis step. is not good, man. Um, drafted uh, fifth overall. I think he was drafted uh, over Patrick Mahomes, yep. if I'm, if I'm uh, not mistaken. Yeah, uh, bad pick. Um, Corey Davis hasn't shown any uh, skill, like any anything that yeah you you expect from a fifth round pick. Um, a fifth overall pick. Yeah, oh, sorry, yeah, fifth, fifth <laughs> overall pick. Uh, yeah, and then uh, Johnny Smith. Uh, you still have Johnny Smith, the tight end. He turned out to be pretty good last year. Um, now that Delaney Walker is gone, uh, you kind of had to rely on him. Um, and then for, as far as the offensive line goes, uh, Taylor Lewan was really good for the Titans last year, especially down the stretch. Again, uh, down the stretch for the Titans. Um, but they, they are going to be hurt by the loss of their right tackle, Jack Conklin. He was a key piece for them uh, last year as well. So um, I expect a little bit of regression in that offensive line. Uh, they did try to shore up that offensive line, though, a little bit. Uh, they drafted uh, Isaiah Wilson from Georgia in the first round. Uh, he's been a very capable run blocker. That's that's what the scouting report says. But uh, he definitely needs some work against speed power. So, like, he's, he isn't the greatest at pass blocking. Um, but with the run-heavy offense that the Titans do employ, uh, I don't expect that to be too much of an issue. Uh, you just need good... Uh, Honestly, you don't even need the biggest holes for Henry to run. Yeah, you, you really need... don't. <laughs> yeah, you just need uh, somewhere for him to run, and he'll make a play. Yeah, I think the um, offensive line is going to hurt Tannehill more than Henry for yeah. sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Henry is pr- uh, probably one of the least dependent on uh, a good offensive line uh, as far as running back goes in the NFL. So. Um, he, it's Jack Conklin. The loss of Jack Conklin certainly is going to hurt, but um, not not too much for at least for Derrick Henry. Um, and then as far as defense defense goes, um, they have a lot of unproven talent in the defensive side. Uh, they did release Jarrell Casey, uh, uh, maybe maybe free agent signing or trade. I'm not too they sure. They traded him to the Broncos. They traded him. Okay, yeah. Uh, so I think one of the primary reasons they felt comfortable trading him was uh, that uh, they have a good player in Jeffrey Simons. Um, he had a very good debut. I think it was like uh, three. Uh, it was like three pressures, a sack, um, maybe a forced fumble. I, I'm not too sure. But uh, if if the defensive line is going to be any good, look for him to make a significant improvement. Um, and then their secondary is also quite good. Uh, Kevin Byard, um, he's he's a name that uh, I, I hope you guys are familiar with. Yeah. Uh, best, definitely best player in the secondary. Uh, apparently, he has had the best fourth best pro football focus grade in the last three years. So yeah, definitely shows the kind of talent that he has. Um, 
Logan Ryan is now gone. Um, Where is he? They, I'm not he's still free agent. He's still free agent. Wow. Yeah, okay. Really? That's really interesting. Actually, he's he's a talented corner, and the this league people want those kinds of players. I would assume. You know, the Niners yeah. need uh, corners. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the Titans to uh, offset that departure of Logan Ryan, they brought in Jonathan Joseph, um, veteran cornerback. You know what he's going to produce. He's not going to be a superstar, but he's going to be solid. And they also drafted Christian Fulton out of LSU. Uh, now, Christian Fulton, he I, I feel like he was the best zone cornerback in the draft. And honestly, the Titans got a steal in the second round. So uh, I expect him to make an immediate impact for the Titans uh, in, in that secondary. And of course, you still have Malcolm Butler. Um, I, I think most people know of him because of that one play in the Super Bowl. Uh, but he's he's been a very solid player. So yeah, I mean, the secondary, to sum it up, is just solid. Uh, no, no superstars or anything, but it will be a. Uh, I, I think probably the best position group for the Titans. I think that just holds for the entire team. I just feel like the team in general is just solid. Yeah, like yeah, you have yeah. a solid quarterback, you have a solid receiving core, you have a very, very solid running back, and you have a. Solid you see defense. them? You see them making the playoffs? Yeah. Uh I see them making the playoffs. Yeah. I think they can uh, take the division. I wouldn't. I, I would. They might. I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm calling regression off. for this team. Depends on Tannehill, honestly. I see them not making the playoffs. I see them third in this division behind the Colts and the Texans. Uh, That's my take. I am going. This to is because of um, Tannehill. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I was never a huge right. believer in Tannehill. Uh, I also, uh, I'm going to take the maybe ill-advised decision of betting against Derrick Henry yet again. <laughs> Uh, but I don't know, man. I just don't see it. Yeah. I, I see think it. for um, for Tano, I see a similar situation to Nick Foles, Nick Foles, where he like won a Super Bowl, and then next year he just comes and just like plays like garbage. Yeah, there's a year of tape on him. Like right. people will so understand I, I, what he's I about. Would, I would see that happening to Tano. Um, like it's happened to so, so many other quarterbacks in the past. So the only reason I don't necessarily see that same regression is because you still have Derrick Henry and teams will load the box to stop Derrick Henry. And like naturally with, uh, with one less corner or with one less person guarding like offensive threats is going to be a lot easier. So like, I don't, I, I'm not saying there won't be regression, but not necessarily to the level of like Nick Foles in the Super Bowl. Um, I, I look to them to continue the success that they had, that they had um, last year. Yeah. I think uh, especially if there's seven teams, like, come on. I think wild card at least. No, but oh, I mean, wild card is tough. Wild card is tough to like. No, wild predict. card is tough, but I think I think they can get second in this division if not first. Yeah. So what record do you predict? Uh, I predict nine and seven. Right. So like nine. They and were seven. nine and seven last year. I, I, I would have to take a look at their schedule first, but I would think around their ten, ten and six maybe. Yeah, ten yeah, and you six. You could totally miss the playoffs at nine and seven. Yeah, that's that's my point. Like. That's well, true, that's but also like this division, um, I, like we'll talk about the Texans a little bit later. But I don't see any team like going higher than ten and six. Ten and six, exactly. So yeah. yeah, I think if you're ten and six in this division, then you have won the division, right? So, so. I think the Tex Titans can totally go ten and six. Yeah, I might also be again too harsh on Derrick Henry. I haven't seen consistent success at the running back position one guy just being good three four years in a row you've seen it two years in a row this is like his second year being good like top tier 
Maybe he's got one more year. I uh, I don't know. I just don't think running back success is. But we also have never seen this type of talent too, so it's hard to compare. I I would honestly say it's comparing apples and oranges because, um, you've never seen someone like no one's built like him, right? Yeah, no one's built to sustain hits like him. So yeah, if anyone's gonna do it, it's him. Yeah, I just remember seeing the tweets like each year. It's like uh, uh, Todd Gurley or David Johnson is a revolutionary back, and the league's never seen anything like it. That was yeah, I never liked Le'Veon Bell is a is a generational type talent. The league's never seen anything like it. Todd Gurley, Christian McCaffrey. So that's exactly the argument that people were making when they said that they shouldn't have paid him that much. I think they got to pay him because their team revolves around him. I just don't think he's going to be as dominant as he as he usually is. No, I think the pay is solid in terms of what he brings to the team as well as the risk that yeah that is present. I agree. I agree. Okay, well, speaking of David Johnson. <laughs> Great about, segue. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about the Texans. They were 10 uh, and 6 last year. They won this division. I don't think that's happening again. Right. So for the Texans, I'll start back in 2017 draft. Where, okay, we're going way back oh, for this one. Where they, some lore for you all. <laughs> where they took Deshaun Watson, quarterback from Clemson, uh, number 12 overall. And he didn't initially start, but he came out guns blazing, you know, fantasy points all over the place. Um, and for the past two, three years, with along with a solid defense, they have been mostly relying on the talents of quarterback Deshaun Watson and wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. Which is argu- who is arguably one of the best wide receivers in the league? Not um, if you listen to Ishis, apparently he's not. <laughs> no, dude, fantasy. I said that fantasy, dude. That okay, fantasy wise. Okay, okay. But um, yeah. So um, so for the past couple, of years, past two years, they have won the division pretty decisively, um, as well as pretty but, decisively. I mean, okay, they won the division. <laughs> yeah, they were ten and six <laughs> okay, last year. That's okay, about okay. it. Yeah. Um, and then in the playoffs, they have just choked. Um, first against the Colts. And then last year, blowing like a 24-point lead against the Chiefs. Um, and then I think in the beginning of last of last season, the Texans appointed Bill O'Brien as their general manager, along with him being the head coach. And he has made some interesting decisions in his tenure. Very as interesting. Manager. Um, and if by interesting you mean the worst possible decision at every <laughs> turn, then yes, very uh, interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, first thing he did, like, uh, let Jadavion Clown- Clowney go. Um, he, he traded him for a backup he defensive him end. Yeah, for some garbage players and a third-round pick. Yes, former number one overall pick, Jadavion Clowney. Now, at the end of last season, uh, for some reason, whether <laughs> him being crazy or what, Bill O'Brien had traded DeAndre Hopkins for an injured David Johnson and a second-round pick. Uh, and this um, is definitely a head-scratcher for pretty much everyone. And for Texans fans, it's definitely disappointing. Considering, yeah, disappointing is a nice way to, to put it. Yeah, I mean, considering as of right now, um, the only bright spot on this team is Deshaun Watson in his abilities. And right now, with you know David Johnson and newly traded Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, Will Fuller, Will Fuller these are all like injury prone weapons that can go down any game. Yep. And I honestly think that with not many superstars on the defense and not much help, I mean they did uh, have Laramie Tunsil, who they traded 
two first-round draft picks to get. Yeah, but he's not going to do much if the team doesn't have right. offensive weapons. So, yeah. I mean, without any weapons around Deshaun Watson, I honestly see this team just imploding from within. It's and ridiculous. I feel like all all four of us could have gotten a better trade deal for DeAndre Hopkins than Brian <laughs> did. Yeah. Right. And it would and, have started... Oh, my God. It's yeah, so honestly, um, I think Deshaun Watson is going to have to like just carry every single person on his back to like maybe like a nine and seven record. That's that's generous. Oh, that's generous. generous I hope I hope he I mean, leaves the Texans. I think I hope yeah, for I mean, his for his sake he's out of the Texans in two years. I think he, we all know go. we all know how good Deshaun Watson is. He is yeah, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So and he is mobile quarterback too. So I think he can do stuff. And it's not like his weapons are terrible. Like I can see David Johnson having a good year. I can see Brandon Cooks having good having a good year. Um but it's it's definitely extremely, extremely worrisome. Yeah. And, you know. yeah. Your point was actually really good. I didn't even realize their entire offensive core is built around people who have been injured their entire careers. Right. Like, who have Will had success has, in the past. Yeah. Um, Will Fuller are... has played like 10 think, games. Yeah, like <laughs> three 10 years. Years. Yeah. The past three years, it feels like. To, to be fair, when he does play, he does oh, explode. When he plays, he goes but... off, but he yeah, doesn't but... play. That's the problem. Yeah. Brandon Cooks has had a concussion. Like, Reliability is the best ability. Yeah. Availability, but yes, correct. All these players at one point in time Same were thing. excellent weapons for their teams. Yeah, exactly. So if they all stay healthy, something can happen. But, I mean, it's just... It's extreme. a miracle for... A, a, for all of them to statistically one or two of them is going to get injured. <laughs> yeah. Statistically. Um, and considering how important DeAndre Hopkins was to this offense, uh, especially for Deshaun Watson, I don't know how well he's going to perform with what he has right now. You guys can scream as well if you want. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my biggest question is like, as a fan of any team, every single team that's not the Cardinals should be asking, why did my team not offer literally anything better than second round and a negative asset in David Johnson for DeAndre Hopkins? Like every team that has, oh, it's just ridiculous. Ah oh, man! Did he give a justification as to why that trade went down? There's none. There cannot be any. Absolutely the, the, none. So oh, I know he didn't like thing... he didn't like DeAndre Hopkins and the friends and the company that DeAndre Hopkins kept and DeAndre okay. Hopkins had a right. voice in that. Yeah, there's like room. some some beef internally. So one thing I know that happened DeAndre Hopkins like mentioned this um, for a bit is that he had a meeting with Bill O'Brien, and to start off that meeting, Bill O'Brien basically said the only time I've ever had to have this meeting is with Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> so I don't know, I don't know what this guy was on, but he. Just I, I did hear that. Brian well, needs yeah. to get get out of Texas. Uh, out of Texas. Yeah, he needs to. I mean, maybe he's a good coach, but he needs. To, it's so hard to be a coach and GM at the same time. On one hand, you're making front office decisions. On the other hand, you're game planning each week. There's a reason why Bill Belichick is like the only one that's good at it because Bill Belichick is a, a Sith Lord. But uh, Butchin Bill O'Brien is not the answer, man. You got not him. He's not. I mean, they still have J.J. Watt on defense, right? I'm surprised he's in traded. I'm surprised Deshaun yeah. Watson isn't traded. I mean, but how old is J.J. Watt? He's kind yeah, of... Yeah, so, so that, that's that's more of like a, a morale franchise cornerstone. He's 31. Thing. And he's taken so many injuries in his past as well. With yeah, it's, it's been tough. Um, right. But I mean, the weapons that this offense had with a young quarterback, Deshaun Watson, and as well as Jadavion Clowney, you know, DeAndre Hopkins... Um, I think they'd ha- they could have done something with this, but right now, I just 
don't see any future other than Deshaun. Like everything else seems like a dead end at this point. Yeah, it's like they took they they have such a good like talent for the future in Deshaun Watson, but they've surrounded him with people who are like in the waning moments of their career. It feels like. Yeah, he got a bunch of people who are like on their last. Le- yeah, their legs. last yeah. legs. They're on the edge, like at this yeah. point. And it's not on the edge of glory. Sorry, Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. Anyway, um, yeah. Yeah, I don't think they're. I think they're third in this division. I think I got. I got them as. Like yeah, I got them interchangeable. Nine. Interchangeable with the Titans or the, the Colts. This the, the the one the good thing about this division though it is always wide open. So mm-hmm. if if they do stay healthy for maybe at least ten games each, maybe there's some overlap where all three are healthy and they look like world beaters. And yeah, uh, yeah. they they could sneak into the playoffs just based off of uh, Deshaun Watson carrying a la Carson Wentz. I think they're both similar talents. So, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we get to see Deshaun Watson play well because he's always fun to watch. But yeah, yeah. it's Very a shame that he's watch. stuck here. I mean, I see like a miracle situation where everyone stays healthy. <laughs> Very rare chance, but everyone stays healthy, and Deshaun just balls out and you know uses all his his weapons to. Then they, can, then they can win the division. If right, happens. and I think he could be an MVP. I mean, their, ceiling, be, yeah. their ceiling is <laughs> the division. He could be a, an MVP contention if that were to happen. Yeah, I, I could see Because he has the talent. Yeah. Andy, you were saying something? Uh, yeah, I was going to say, like, so, Ishas, do you have them winning the division? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, good, good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think they have like they're that team that can go all over the place. Like they could win the division, but they could also like implode and be like third. Obviously, the Jags aren't going anywhere. But <laughs> you were about to say could, last, but then you realize the Jags are still in this division. Yeah, like the Titans and Colts have like a consistent like area yeah. between where they can be, but Texans can go all over the place. Yeah, depending on uh, how their injuries shape out. Yeah. Be sure to tune in on Thursday night. You'll, you'll get yeah, to see it. Thursday night, these <laughs> games will always be there. Interesting division. I mean, the teams are, I feel like the teams are, they never feel like anything special or spectacular, but. Never feel like contenders. Yeah, but I mean, the, in, by the time the playoffs come around or like towards the end of the season, it's always close to see who's going to yeah. win this one. So, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, that is going to do it for us. We have finished the AFC. We are going to move on to the NFC and preview some of those divisions in upcoming episodes. So make sure to tune in for that. If you want to support the podcast, check the link in the description in Spotify, and you can give us some money if you want. Uh, But if not, we'll catch you in the next episode. See ya!